from Alaska Teen Media Institute. I'm Rowan Pickard, and this is Film Club, a podcast series where our youth film critics and cultural connoisseurs get together to spill the theoretical tea on a new movie. So these are spoiler-filled conversations. If you haven't seen the movie they're talking about, be prepared to learn far more about them than the trailers will tell you. When David Holthouse was working on a marijuana farm in Northern California in the early 1990s, he overheard a disturbing story. Three men were brutally murdered by Bigfoot. Decades later, now a renowned documentarian, Holthouse set out to learn what really happened to those men. Was it truly Bigfoot or something even more sinister? His investigation turned into a three-part documentary series for Hulu called Sasquatch. And that is the focus of our show today. At Me producers Chloe Chobel, Quinn White, and Daisy Carter sat down to discuss the gripping series and the mysteries that Holt House explored. For starters, icebreaker questions. Um, what are are you a squatcher? What are your thoughts on Sasquatch? <laughs> Personally, like I don't even know. Like I really don't know. Like I like the idea that there's like people that there's a sasquatch like in the woods um especially i didn't understand um i remember when i would like see like oh like sasquatch this kind of stuff i would be like it's pretty easy to see through trees because i've only ever known like these twig trees up here in alaska but when i went um i did a road trip from los angeles to seattle driving um, which is really nice. And so I got to see those like thick, like redwood forests. And I'm like, dang, like, that's that, like, it's like, now I kind of understand like why people would um, believe in Sasquatch. And we actually stopped by a store, like in the redwoods. It was really weird. Um, but and it was just all Sasquatch stuff. And just like the fascination and like books on Sasquatch and it was really cool. So um, am I a squatcher? Um, after watching this documentary, um, I would have to say, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. My name is Quinn White, and I absolutely believe in Bigfoot. I would not consider myself a squatcher, but I, um, when I was nine years old, my Aunt Lindsay sat me down and told me about how she saw Sasquatch. She was very serious. And she told me about how she saw Sasquatch when she was a teen. And you know what? I believe her. Um, so for that reason and that reason only, and after watching this documentary, that has only further confirmed my belief that um, Sasquatch is out there. Do I think he's a killer? I don't know yet. You have to meet him. Yeah, I'm going to have to what meet him. What did your him. aunt say that made you so convinced? You know, um, I was nine, but from what I remember, she she was like she was like in the woods, like with her friend. They saw they saw Bigfoot. Yeah, like she saw she saw him, and like she like she she described it to me. Again, I was very small. I can't really exactly recall what she said. However, I do remember be like the fear of God. Or the fear of Bigfoot, excuse me, being drilled into me. So, yes, I do believe in Bigfoot. No, I am not a squatcher. What about you, Chloe? Believer, not a squatcher. 
Yeah, believe or not a squatcher. <laughs> I want to believe it. It'd be so cool if Sasquatch did exist. If he's real, you want to meet him? I would want to meet Sasquatch. I feel like if Sasquatch does exist, I think Sasquatch is a friendly creature. And um, I don't think he's ripping apart limbs, as has been said by other Squatchers. I just, I like the idea of mysteries and like, I feel like that's why the documentary is so appealing. But also, I'm more on the boring realist side of like, I don't think it exists. <laughs> but I do love a good monster hunt. Anyway, okay, moving on. What were your first impressions of the documentary? You know, what's funny is right after I watched it, my first impression was that I was like totally convinced. I was like low key, like totally convinced that all I was like, damn, like Sasquatch is real. Like after listening to all these people, even though they were like kind of crazy after listening to all of them, I was like, all right, I can buy into this. And I was totally, like, kind of into it until, like, the other day, Chloe, you mentioned, you were like, yeah, the way they package it, you know, anyone will believe that. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, uh, me. It's me. It's me that's buying into that. But I don't know. My first impressions were, I think after watching it, I think it was really interesting because it kind of reminded me of Tiger King in a way. Like, I just watched Tiger King as well. And it just reminded me because it's just so much stuff, but the core of it is still Sasquatch. And I think that's the same thing like with Tiger King. Like there's so much, but the, the, the core is like tigers and, and like captive animals. And I thought, again, how it was packaged was really interesting. And I remember like halfway through the second episode, I had completely like when they were doing like the the detective like sort of like work stuff. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot that this was about Sasquatch. I was like, oh, wow, like, we're trying to, like, solve a crime here. And then, yeah, I think um, I watched it with my sister, and she actually really did not, like, she she was really into it. But then the last episode, when the documentarian was like, yeah, no, I don't believe in Sasquatch, she got really disappointed. Like, she's like, then what was the point? (laughs) If not to prove Sasquatch exists. Yeah, yeah, it was really funny. But, um, but yeah, no, it was really fun. My sister and I definitely gasped a lot. Many gasps. Did you binge it? I binged, like, the whole thing. Me too. <laughs> yeah, no. One night. I, I didn't binge it. Because uh, my sister and I, we watched it really late. So I fell asleep halfway through the second episode. And then we watched the second episode again. And then the third episode the next day. It was a good time. It's kind of like a ghost story. It's like a campfire ghost story. Like watching it, it's just like watching. Like it's kind of spooky. Yeah. And also, you want to watch it at night. Yeah, the entire time I was thinking, especially when it got into like the really like serious, like like really serious parts of the of the documentary, I was like, oh my god, like how did this documentarian journalist dude? do it like he must have had like he, like I have I have mad respects for him now like, <laughs> those guys like he was talking to some real sketch people yeah seriously like stranger danger <laughs> yeah for um, real and every episode ended like with such a good hook that I just kept on having yeah. to watch it it was like some kind of reveal or plot twist 
Um, yeah, it was super compelling. So, and did you? It's not that profound, but um, I was gonna say one of the things that like really stuck with stuck with me was when he was talking about like how like when you're in like the woods like that, how it feels like somebody's watching you, mm-hmm. and before we like started recording when we were talking about like being in Vermont like I can like honestly the most scared I've ever Mm -hmm. like some of the most scared I've ever been in my entire life is like like when I'm at camp and it's like on this lake in Vermont and it feels like a scary movie kind of because it is like pitch black Mm -hmm. and like no one else is around and like a lot of times like at night what we would do is like we would sit like in this parking lot like across the street from our camp and like whenever like a truck would go by it was so terrifying and like hearing like cracks and creaks like in the woods it is so so scary and now like I've always been afraid of the woods ever since I was a kid and now I'm just a little Mm -hmm. extra afraid again well, maybe you can dress up as Sasquatch and like scare the kids or something. Dude, no, I would scare myself. <laughs> for your fear. If somebody if somebody did that to me, I would be I would be on the next plane home. I would be so beyond myself. I would be so scared. Oh my gosh. I was so confused and I kind of felt betrayed when like they pulled out like the document like the actual documentarians who like recorded the footage of Bigfoot. Oh yeah. And then like right <laughs> after they were like, oh no, like it was just me in a suit. Yeah. Like, everyone needs to calm down. Like I felt betrayed. I was like, oh my God, like this is real. Like these are actually the people. And then they're just like, let me live. <laughs> let me believe. Yeah. Did you have a favorite character or interviewee in the show? I really liked the two, like, Squatchers that were, like, the couple. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Yeah, I love them. Like, yeah, they were funny. Um, Just, like, yeah, when they were, like, I was 12 years old and I saw it. <laughs> like, those those guys are convinced and I love it. Like, I got mad respect for them. I think my favorite characters were, I, I, I'm so bad with names, but it was that one guy who was a squatcher and he had just like super duper blue eyes. Was he and... that guy who was standing up with like the hat? I, I think so. I don't remember. I just remember like his voice was just very calm. He's like, yeah, like I, I saw Sasquatch. And like, he was really cool. He just reminds me of like, an old guy in a small town who just like has been there since the beginning oh, of everything. The, hi- the hippie dude, Ghost yeah, Dance. I think so. His name is Ghost Dance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I he was my favorite. Was I don't think he was a squatcher because is he the guy? Oh wait, no, because he's the guy who the guy I'm thinking of is the one who said, "I don't know if I've ever seen a Sasquatch and I have to see it to believe it." Yeah, that's what oh, he yeah. said. Yeah, I think, no, 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 he was, like, I just really, oh my god, I'm so bad at remembering names and people, but he was just very chill, he was just very, just like, yeah, you know, Sasquatch, man, I don't think, yeah, because he was probably, like, I feel like he was, like, the least craziest out of all of them, and, I think I know who you're talking about, he was, like, kind of, um, he was a pot, he used to be a pot farmer. I think so. Yeah, I liked him too. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. I really like this. isn't This was my favorite character, but the guy who 
claims to have taken the footage or the guy who took the footage of the the Sasquatch or whatever. Yes. Um, I believe him, him the most. Saying crack, like saying creek. What? <laughs> but the guy the guy who's like instead of saying creek, he says crick. That like stuck with me. I don't know. I and now I've been saying like oh the like crick. the Yeah, Over me there. too. I don't know. I just really love that like I believe him. Way of saying creek. He's funny. <laughs> I thought it was so funny when they like put him next to the guy who in the suit and like he's like he never says hi to me anymore <laughs> that was funny he says hi was, like, all the time honey that they put that in <laughs> i thought that was so yeah. funny <laughs> i don't know i liked um my favorite character though i think was ghost dance that super hippie dude because yeah, at first you nuts. hear him talk and you're just like like they, they show him they show him like rolling a joint and um he just seems like this old hippie man and you're like what does he know about this murder happening in Northern California? And by the end of it, he's like the number one source for like talking to people and like, I don't know, knows about the history and like talks about like Hell's Angels there and stuff. And I don't know. I like enjoyed, I enjoyed him. Bob Gilman. That was my favorite. Bob Gilman. Bob Gilman. That's who my favorite was. Cause he just seemed very chill. Bob Gilman's Squatcher. (laughs) (laughs) I just looked it up on IMDb. Oh, okay. I love how George and Wayne, that they're life partners. (laughs) Yeah. I just love that. And he was like, you believe in aliens or whatever. Or you believe in like, or something like that. I thought that was funny. You think they talk in Morse code. Um, They're they're those life partners. (laughs) Oh, I was just going to say, like I said earlier... I really just have had like a super irrational fear of like the outdoors and the like especially like I think it's just because like I've like growing up in Alaska like I've always been very aware of like the dangers of the outdoors but I have always just been so afraid of the outdoors and like to hear all these people like talk about like um I don't really remember where I was going with this but um yeah I don't know it just like kind of like really spooked me out but I also kind of you know what I kind of believe them I do believe that there's some spooky stuff going on that's that's really interesting, Quinn, that you're, like, super spooked by the woods. I'm kind of the opposite. Like, I love and appreciate nature so much. And I appreciate it from a distance. Like, I... <laughs> no, it's so funny. No, because I honestly... I remember we went to a couple cabins last summer um, just around um, just around Alaska. And I would constantly, like, be barefoot in the dirt, in the mud in the river in the creek i hate being like dirty. everywhere <laughs> i think it is well i thought that was interesting yeah i don't know and then like watching this like it really spooked me to my core and it's just kind of nuts because there's so many different things going on because they have like drugs sasquatch like hate crimes murder yeah (laughs) there's just a lot there's a lot going on because i do fear the outdoors but i also fear hate crimes (laughs) 
there's a lot of issues they talk about in this documentary. Racism, hate crimes, war on drugs, and others. So what was like one of what issues did you find interesting in the documentary? I think I was talking about um, the hate crimes thing because that just really made my heart break because just the idea it's just really personal to me because my family did immigrate from uh, Mexico to the United States. So it really like, and they came here to get better jobs and to get jobs and to, you know, work hard um, for, you know, the family. And it just really broke my heart that, you know, some people just still don't understand that that's a really big part of people immigrating here to the United States and they, you know, kill immigrants like just out of hate, out of fear. And yeah, that just really made me sad. And I think people just need to understand that we are literally just here to work and to better ourselves just like you are. Something that I found was really interesting was like kind of like you know, all of, like, this connection, kind of like what Daisy was saying, like, all of, there's, like, a lot of, like, violence and crime and, like, death within, like, I think sometimes people forget all of the things that come along with drugs, you know, because, like, people, like, die, people get, like, murdered, a lot of terrible things happen to, like, people in, that like sometimes like work like on farms like this and it's really like tragic you know because like um I think a lot of people are just also like not aware of like people a lot of people are not aware of like all like the sacrifices and stuff like for people to like get weed you know um I think it's kind of I don't know what I'm trying to say But I think hopefully you're picking up what I'm throwing down. I'm picking it up. I'm hearing it. It makes sense. (laughs) I thought it was a good, I thought it addressed like the war on drugs and also like the racism really well. And like tied things together that people don't necessarily see as tied. I think that a lot of people like really forget about, um, yeah, like like there's like a lot of bloodshed in like the drug trade and it's really kind of just astounding you know because so many I mean especially now like so many people smoke weed and it's legal and I mean this happened like not I mean like 40 years ago I think I don't know I'm not very good at math but you know not like not a crazy long time ago (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's just kind of insane to all think about, you know? Yeah, definitely. And then Sasquatch appears. <laughs> I think, yeah, again, as I said earlier, like, it like it just suddenly just reappears, like, or it could have been Sasquatch. <laughs> I thought that was just, like, I think when I, like, when they reintroduced him, I was like, oh, yeah, like. Sasquatch. Oh, yeah. and then how they um how like one of like the drug people mm-hmm. were called um were called Bigfoot. 
Yeah. Like I remember at that point, I remember at that point, my sister, like my sister and I were like, oh my God, like that's, that's what happened. Like Bigfoot isn't real. And now we're sad. We're watching this documentary about Sasquatch and they're just disproving everything that is not Sasquatch. Yeah. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah. That's a, and then that's like a whole nother thread that gets chased that ends up being like totally pointless. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, not pointless, but yeah, it's an interesting trail. Another um, avenue that you can go into. Yeah. What was something you learned from the documentary? Oh my goodness. I was about to say, I learned that drugs are bad. <laughs> no, I know that drugs are bad. <laughs> I know that drugs are bad. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I learned anything. I you, mean... You know, I, I don't know if I really learned anything super new. However, it did really yeah. reinforce that things like drugs do not like come like a super huge cost you know and Mm -hmm. I think it's like really important to realize like yeah like um the war on drugs has like a lot of people have lost their lives in the war on drugs and it's really unfortunate and um I just I think it was just kind of yeah just like kind of um yeah nothing really new just really reinforcing something that we should really all know a little bit more about I think I learned that if I really wanted to I really could just get off the grid and move into the redwood forest (laughs) start a weed farm oh well it's very easy now you might have some competition (laughs) I don't know and squatches (laughs) and squatches just yeah that's also what i thought was really interesting how like people they just that's just what they did they just like left the big city they left san francisco and just raised a family in the redwoods like i love that idea i don't think it's for me i don't think (laughs) i would ever do that but it's an idea that i love it is an idea that i love and um, and i know that it's an option if i ever get too deep into squatching and I find out something that I shouldn't and then I need to just live with the squatchers there you go yeah one thing that I thought was super interesting is like when they talked about the hippies that moved out or the back to landers who were moving out into northern California get into nature and get away from like the city just kind of how a lot of people were faced with the fact that oh like there's not as much economic opportunity so which is a big reason why a lot of people started getting into pot farming and I thought that Mm -hmm. was really interesting I'm not sure about like other I'm sure that there's similarities in other places where um people grow cannabis but I know in Morocco they're one of like the largest uh exporters of um cannabis and in the region where it's grown it's kind it's an interesting like parallel because in that region, pretty much nothing but pot grows. Like, like lots of they've tried to grow like lots of other things in that area, and it's literally like the only thing that grows there. And so it's kind of like a similar like problem of like, how do you make money? This is like the I mean I don't know other things grow in Northern California, but like I don't know it's a similar like situation. But then also like the dynamic of everything being illegal. I thought that was like an interesting like connection that I thought of and uh 
I don't know. I feel like the only the other thing I kind of learned more about was just like Northern California. Honestly, like I really didn't know Northern California was that remote. Like maybe it's because when I think of California, I just think of it as like being a place with such a large population. I didn't even realize like that you could have an area that that was that that was that remote. And like it's funny also totally. watching like the footage they have of like the redwoods because it's like you watch it and I just feel like from an Alaskan perspective you watch the video and it's kind of like that's like a super nice road for like a super remote area I don't know did anyone else like feel like that I don't know in the video just because I don't know I thought that was funny even though it is obviously super remote oh yeah yeah and I absolutely love northern California because it's just like it's just more dense Alaska. Hmm. Like it's, it's like not, it's, I don't know if you guys have ever been to like Northern California. Like it's, it's literally like just the trees are enormous and it just gets chilly. And it's, and it's like, um, I would say it's more like, um, like Seward or Homer where it's like rainy, but then like when it's sunny, it's like really nice. I think it's like, um, kind of rainforesty up yeah. there dare I say yeah because there's like a little little, like canopy like yeah I totally get where we get rainforesty vibes I kind of I want to go there yeah let's take a trip to Mendocino County (laughs) yeah let's do it (laughs) or maybe I want to go to um what's like the coastal town it's like oh Eureka I want to go to Eureka but yeah Sasquatch man I think you know, actually, after watching that documentary, at least for me, it makes me really want to go to Northern California and just, like... I would love to go find them. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, not do, like, super intense investigation, but just, like, go to a town, like, if they have, like, a Sasquatch, like, store or, like, Sasquatch. Because, again, like, the store that I went to, it was literally, like, on our way up. Like, we just stopped there because... I think someone had to go to the bathroom, so we, like, stopped, and there was a bunch of Sasquatch stuff, and there was this guy missing most of his teeth, just, like, there as a cashier. Like, I really want to go back, find him, and be like, sir, I'm doing investigative reporting on Sasquatch. Can you tell me everything? He sounds like a reliable source. (laughs) He really does, yeah. Yeah, I would personally love to go. Actually, I don't want to meet Sasquatch. (laughs) Stay on the main road, I guess. Don't go in the woods. That was At Me producers Chloe Chobel, Quinn White, and Daisy Carter discussing the Hulu documentary series Sasquatch. In our next episode, we have an exclusive interview with David Holthouse, who was born and raised in Alaska, about the making of the show and his other work as a documentarian. You've been listening to Film Club, a production of Alaska Teen Media Institute. Our show's theme music was composed by Kendrick Whiteman. The roundtable was edited by Ormond Alois. Alaska Teen Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the Denina people whose land we work on. Many thanks to supporters of our podcast, including Rosie Robards and Nat Hers. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent the views of the National Endowment for the Humanities or other sponsors. Thanks to our listeners who contribute to our programs and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us through Patreon. 
If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support creative endeavors like Atme. Just go to patreon.com slash alaskateenmedia. You can also help out by subscribing to, rating, or writing a review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Every little bit helps us to get our stories out there. And if you are youth ages 13 to 24 who is interested in becoming a member of our team, go to alaskateenmedia.org join to find out more. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Rowan Pickard. Thanks for listening and have a great day.